The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Week seven is here. Is halfway? I feel yeah, like I say this the last couple halfway, of weeks. 14, 14 weeks, not including Army Navy. But including championship Saturday. That's week yes, correct. 14, 14, right? Okay. All right. Uh, how you feeling? How are you holding up? We're Travel? Good. good? Yeah, we're, we're, we're hanging in there. Yeah? Staying hydrated? Very much so. Meals are consistent? Doing our best. Whoa, that doesn't sound good. I mean, like, consistently good from the quality standpoint. Oh, of course. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. worried there. Uh, my mind's not getting the right yeah, food. Yeah, some, sometimes it's hard to... When you when you're leaving post show flying somewhere, then you're getting it's can't be fussy no, sometimes. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. It, right. it, 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 it's good. It's just sometimes it's not spaced out like you'd normally like to have, like four smaller meals a day or whatever it is. Sometimes you're kind of eating at weird times. Um, are you a brats fan? I do like brats. You yes. do? Okay. All right. I was in Madison this past week for no, Madison, no, I'm Nebraska. A, I'm a big fan of Eckridge Meats. I'm, I'm, I mentioned I saw the commercial for the first time. I could not stop laughing. You didn't give me any heads up. It was a great job. I Hopefully the check cleared. I was, I was doing what I do best. You were. And naturally cast. Um, but uh, the range, I, I, it always, I guess it shouldn't surprise me, but it also tells me I should get out there more. The range of brats they have out oh. there. Is just amazing to me. Um, shout out to Wando's out there uh, being as good of uh, a host as there is. The guy is, is the best at what he does, and I try explaining it to people. Did you get to the Brewers game, by the way? I did. Game two. Oh my god, Miller Park, like in its own world. Never been there. Just fantastic. Yep. No wasted space. Crowd right on it. Um, Noise level, you know, to a T. Great, great, great atmosphere. Uh, shout out to the Brew Crew uh, as they get ready. Game one Friday night, Friday I night. believe. I like the Dodgers uh, in that series. Ooh, little lean bonus picks here. Baseball. Um, sorry about your Yankees. I mean, our, our Yankees. Our, our Yankees. My, my bad. Say. My bad. Um, but um, I was trying to explain Madison because as far as the college town. It's it's got to be right up there. It is because the tailgate is is limited. Now you mentioned Miller Park. I had no idea. That's all they do is to, there's nothing around there. You could go inside and, right. and have your beers and brats, but there's nothing outside. No bars outside. Madison, you forget the tailgate scene's kind of limited. You it, know, it that much but it's everybody in the bars. Yep. It's it's amazing. And go out Saturday morning, eight a.m. Get a coffee and like everybody geared up. Invested. We're going breakfast, and we're going all the way through six thirty game. Or, or you're Buckle going up. all the, the the row houses there, right outside Camp Randall on, the, yep. on, the, on that street. That's where all the uh, the parties are going. You just wander on over there, and sounds like you have before. Uh, people have. There's a parking garage there. I think. Yep. With, with people, it's, it's crazy. Oh, they make the most yeah. of their parking yes, garages. <laughs> uh, but again, shout out to everybody out there. Um, you guys are incredible. Uh, Wando's stop in. We'll see uh, if they travel this week to Ann Arbor. Oh, they'll be there. Hope so. They were, they were, they were politic and, uh, 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 private planes and mm. that, you know, it's, it's become the new thing, you know? Well, I believe there's somebody with Wisconsin roots that might be able to help. I did see Kenny D at Wando's Friday night. I saw him. That doesn't sound Came right in, gave me a table, 
I have a feeling I'll be Good. seeing Kenny D on Friday night and Saturday this week as well. You might be a little sick of Kenny D. It really? Are you? I'm not. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said Kenny D was sick. I was getting, no. Oh, why, I said, are you going to be why, sick of Kenny why, D by the end of the how week? How could you be sick of Kenny D? Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying, if there's a weekend, you're going to get a lot of them this weekend. I haven't seen him yet this year. Oh, okay. So that's good. You got to hug it out. Of course. All right. Um, all right. Um, we'll do our picks, obviously, in the same spot. We got a steamer. We have an official Super Condo steamer yep. pick. Not a two-bedroom, not a three-bedroom. The penthouse steamer, and he is fired up. He loves the matchup in this one. We get a little context from Coach Donnan. Uh <clears throat> We got the Big Mike Happy Recap at the end where Barry even adds in more picks. Um, and we got our money line pick at the end. We'll give you a little Pac-12 after dark. And I also want to mention how if you love the SEC or if you hate the SEC, we have a breakdown of the SEC with Cole Kubelik that is unbelievable. Um, the guys is dialed in. And he offers some picks for us too. So if you just, I love the guy because of how he goes about things. And please just listen to the breakdowns he gives you of everything possible uh, in the SEC. We obviously start with Georgia LSU. But before we get to Cole, let's get a word from the Bear and our sponsors. These days, you can practically get everything on demand. Like our podcast, listen whenever you want, it's convenient for you. Did you know you can even get postage on demand? All you need is stamps.com. When you got to send that Georgia Southern, that Buffalo winner back to Vegas, stamps.com is the site for you. With stamps.com, you can access all the services of the post office right from your desk. Buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just click, print, mail, and you're done. Stamps.com will even give you a digital scale where you can weigh your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage every single time. Right now, use the word BETS, B-E-T-S, for this special offer. A four-week trial, which includes postage and that digital scale. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BETS. That's Stamps.com. Enter BETS. We welcome in uh, one of the guys I trust more than anybody uh, at the network when it comes down to X's and O's, looking at schemes, and just looking at stuff from a from a vantage point that not everyone else does. That's Cole Kubelek. Uh, Cole, thanks again for doing this, man. No, I'm glad to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Cole, you'll be on the sidelines for Ole Miss in Arkansas, 7.30 Eastern, SEC Network, Saturday night. We'll get to that one a little bit later, as that should have plenty of fireworks. But let's go to Baton Rouge. Uh, let's go. Let's talk Georgia. Um, let's talk LSU. I watched uh, LSU-Florida back again last night, and I'm really worried about their inability to get to the passer with four guys and with Fromm, uh, I just feel like he's good enough to be able to, to pick you apart when you can't pressure him. Is that the biggest uh, weakness for LSU as a defense? Maybe, maybe. And, and, and if Caleb on Chase on doesn't go down early in the season against Miami, we, we might not be having that conversation. Uh-huh. But I, I still think they have some dudes up front, and I think that's one of the reasons that you see 
them sort of mix and match what they do from a pressure perspective. Mm-hmm. But pressure, it's not usually six, seven, eight guys. They usually stick with the four-man pressure, but it's some kind of a blitz scheme, but just not bringing as many rushers. It's what they had a lot of success doing against Auburn. They only had four rushers one time against Auburn. It was a trigger blitz late in the game. Uh, but you'll see Devin White do it because he's good at it. And he's a guy who can sort of make people miss, and he's a guy who can get upfield. And Jacob Phillips another guy that has the speed to be able to rush the passer and do different things. So here's the tricky part of that is Georgia finishes the game against Vanderbilt last week, the senior center, two first-year offensive linemen, and two second-year offensive linemen. So however you want to mix it up, true freshman, redshirt freshman, true sophomore, whatever, but two first-year, two second-year guys. They had trouble in one-on-ones and pass pro against Tennessee. They had some trouble picking up blitz packages against Vanderbilt. So where the advantage comes for Jim Chaney is how much he loves to attack the perimeter. And Georgia has so many weapons this year that it's just going to be an onslaught out on the edge. How do you handle it? How much can he make you run? How tired do you get? And then they'll try to attack you in the middle of the field a little bit later. But to counter that, Dave Aranda is going to be able to bring guys like Grant Delpit even Greedy Williams and these corners come up and play physical football. They don't mind tackling. So I think, again, kind of similar to that Auburn matchup earlier in the year, where does Dave Aranda want to try to win the numbers game? Does, does he take his chances maybe in some man coverage, bring extra guys to the line of scrimmage, try to bring pressure packages? Does he play close to the line of scrimmage out on the perimeter to try to take away the quick throws and not make much, as much of his defense run outside on a regular basis? So, that chess match will absolutely decide this game, in my opinion, and a lot of that will be how much uh, – and, and listen, you, you got Saul McKinley back at guard for Georgia. He allegedly is going to practice this week, probably be ready to go. That'll help, but it's still a very young and somewhat inexperienced group. So being in Baton Rouge, none of these kids have played there. Let's not forget that. Not one person on this Georgia roster has played in Baton Rouge, and they don't know the personnel that well. That makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So. That, that, I think that matchup is, without a doubt, one of the more intriguing ones to watch because I think on the other side, there, it, 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 there are some advantages on both ways, but that's the one that decides the game, I agree. Okay. Do, do you think the potential biggest advantage could be for Georgia uh, if and when they bring in Justin Fields because his ability to run uh, really might be able to create some uh, some problems for the LSU defense? You know, Bear, I'm, I'm, I'm trying so hard not to fall into the trap that I did last year, hmm. and – I saw how Alabama built their scheme last year. I knew what they were doing with Jalen Hurts, and I knew it was working, and I just didn't see any reason to rock that boat. Now we all know what Tua is, and it's just a completely different conversation. But in reference to that, seeing Justin Fields up close and personal last weekend, being on the sideline, you just can't help but think, wow. Um, And if you're going to have protection in pass pro, like they've had the last some issues there with pass protection the last few weeks, why not have a guy that can make you right when you're wrong sometimes? And Justin Fields can do that. Now, you weigh the differences right now. And Jake Fromm brings accuracy. He brings the ability to manipulate play action, the RPO game. I do think Jake is a better option right now, but you're right. And, and I love the way that Kirby Smart stated it. He said, this guy does not have any package. We are training him to be an elite college quarterback. That's it. Nothing else. There's no... There's no other asterisk that needs to go next to that. There's no other way to describe it. He he is being trained to be an elite college QB. So the more I watch it, the more I see what he's capable of doing, you just can't help but think, does he give them the better option down the road? And maybe this is the game where he has to have more snaps to potentially help the Georgia offense a little bit more. Uh, Cole, I've been reading some awesome stories about the 98 game 
the 04 game, and and you know the SEC, you played in it at Auburn, and you get to play Georgia every year. But this feels like the rivalry that you know. I hate to say it being uh, corny and using the word dudes, but when I think of Georgia and LSU, man, it's just like pros everywhere. Is is this the is this the game we don't get enough of? Like when you think about the SEC and the crossover games, is this the game we don't get enough of? I think probably this one and then Alabama-Florida, even though we've gotten that one a lot in the SEC championship game. Yeah, but yeah those would be the first two that come to mind. Because it, it kind of feels like we've gotten Auburn-Florida a lot. Like, I know I played them twice, and then you had that Damon Duval game mm-hmm. where like the he kicks the game-winning field goal and the wind pushes it like literally 13 yards to the right while it's in the middle of the air, and it goes <laughs> through, and Tuberville gets that win over Spurrier. So I feel like we've actually gotten that one some. But, yeah, this is the one that – it feels like we almost never get. Because you yeah. can go back to the pro throw game. That was Alabama-Florida. And yeah. like I said, the SEC championship games kind of offset that one a little bit. Um, and then you had Sean Alexander down in the swamp going crazy against that team and breaking that streak. But this is the one that I just feel like we almost never see. And you're right. There's just going to be NFL guys all over the place, <laughs> littered all over this field. So I'm excited about it. Uh, what do you think? Uh, it's prime time. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. You're in the prime time. Uh, Saturday night. Uh, LSU, you think uh, the line's seven and a half. Do you like, do you like LSU here? Do you think they can win the game? I think they can win the game. If they're getting seven and a half at home, I definitely like LSU. Yeah. Uh, here's what I like about them on offense. They can still run the ball. They still, the offensive lines had to move a bunch of guys around, but Georgia's front is not what it was a year ago. Now they're athletic and they got some guys that can move around and, and they're quick twitch, but, they don't have John Atkins in the middle, and obviously not a Roquan Smith. They're just not as heavy-handed as they were a year ago. So if you're talking about the LSU off just standing up and, and, and throwing punches, then I think LSU might have an advantage because they can run Joe Burrow and add an extra blocker to that. Foster Moreau's been an excellent blocker for those guys this year. They can play big boy ball. So I think Brosette on the ground with a little bit of Joe Burrow on the ground, add some tight ends in there, some quick, easy throws. Burrow gets back to not making the big mistake like he did last year. He absolutely can keep them in this game. We've got seven ranked teams on the road this week uh, against an unranked team, uh, excluding Colorado, who is a touchdown underdog in the game. We've got South Florida at Tulsa, Miami at Virginia, Florida at Vandy, UCF at Memphis, Texas A&M at South Carolina, and West Virginia at Iowa State. Which of those six do you think is in the most jeopardy of uh, being upset? This hurts so bad because I've got West Virginia in the playoff before the season, <laughs> and I'm so proud of myself to even get to this point, and they're still undefeated. Now, granted, the NC State game could have totally gone a different way, uh, so it's probably good for me that they didn't play that one because I think NC State might be the second-best team in the ACC right now, uh, either them or Miami. But um, – this Iowa State team with David Campbell can run the football. I mean, that, that's just bottom line. They they are they play a physical brand of ball that West Virginia is not capable of playing. And when you run that three three stack defense, you tend to play a little more high risk against the run. That opens up some cutback lanes. And we saw. Here's what I like about West Virginia. You saw Will Greer make some mistakes last week, and they were able to overcome it. That's to me kind of a sign of a good team. That, that shows me that you still can go in and not play your best ball. Your best player doesn't play his best game, but you find a way to win. Now, granted, it's not against a quality opponent, but they found a way, they found a way to win. 
Mm-hmm. So if we, if Will Greer's on and and he's he's lighting it up and and he's hitting his targets and they're protecting, then they'll be fine. I think they'll be okay. But because of what David Montgomery and Matt Campbell can do to the pace of this game and the tempo of this game, and probably limit the amount of touches that Will Greer's going to get, I would be the scariest game of a ranked team going down to an unranked team that you ran through. Very good. Uh, if I'm, t- I'm going to try and get people mad here, maybe maybe get get some Twitter mentions you're good for at you the, here. You're good at that. I, I like doing this. Uh, if Kentucky played Florida tomorrow <laughs> in Atlanta, who are you picking? Florida. <laughs> here's here's the thing. I I really do like this Kentucky football. Team. You called the first I, I like game, them. correct? I did. Yeah, and I, I like them a whole lot because they know who they are. They sure they do. Don't, there's so many football teams across this country that go out every Saturday and try to be something that they were, something that they're not, and something that they just flat out cannot be. Mm-hmm. Kentucky does cannot be accused of that. They know who they are. They play to who they are. And I think they did get away from it a little bit early last week. I thought Eddie Graham maybe put a little bit too much of that game plan in the hands of Terry Wilson. Um, but that's a good front seven that yep. Texas A&M brings to the table. Florida's on the verge of having an elite front seven. Ja'Kai Polite is playing big boy ball. Uh, Jabari Zuniga is playing big boy ball. CC Jefferson's back. Remember, they didn't have Jefferson or David Reese in that Kentucky game. David Reese is back at inside linebacker. Joseph's playing really good ball at inside linebacker. Chauncey Garner-Johnson's all over the place at that rover position. And now you've got a legit group of athletes with a D coordinator that is absolutely unlocking the cage and just releasing the hounds every game. And that's a scary place to be when you've got that kind of speed, that kind of quickness, that kind of athleticism, and you know they're going to come after you now. Can they play straight up on every down? Not necessarily. And, and I do think Kentucky could still find some ways to move the football on the ground, but it would take another big performance from Terry Wilson for them to find a way to win it. I think what you would see is you would probably see Felipe Franks have a better game the second time around. He played a little too high risk the first time, and Dan just flat out got away from the run game in the first half. Yeah. I think Jordan Scarlett had five carries in the first half against Kentucky the first time around. They ain't doing that again. Mm. And, and and whether it's P Ryan, Scarlet, whoever, they're gonna they're gonna try and force the run game a little bit more in round two, and especially on a neutral site. Uh, you know, not a big advantage for Kentucky being at home, even though last one was in Gainesville. I would probably lean Florida in that game. All right. Is it starting to look like seven and five is where we're headed down at Auburn? Um, until I see something drastically different on offense, and and this is this is an offensive line that's not playing good football. And this is an offense that is predicated on a downhill running attack. And that downhill running attack leads to the play action, which leads to some of the window dressing, which leads to some of the shots down the field, which leads to some of the quarterback option stuff, which leads to conflict defenders, which opens up space. And when you don't have that part of your offense going, you can't build or attach everything else around it. So if they're going to keep banging their heads against the wall trying to be a downhill run team, I just don't see it happening. It's not something that's just going to happen. Uh, The strength of that offense, to me – our wide receiver and quarterback. So it's going to have to be quick ball distribution, run the football through the air, loosen up defenses. I mean, kind of like that Dan Mullen game plan against Mississippi State a few weeks ago. I mean, sat there and just mm-hmm. lulled that group to sleep, mm-hmm. sideline to sideline to sideline to mm-hmm. sideline to sideline, yep. and then they started going at them late in the game. And I think that's kind of what Auburn's just going to have to be. And then take you a couple shots down the field when you feel you get a good matchup. 
But until they do that, I, I just I can I think you'll still continue to see this inconsistency. And then it's pretty obvious the defense is frustrated. I don't blame them. I was on the yeah. same kind of a team. We went three and eight in nineteen ninety eight. Had a top ten defense. Those dudes did not like us very much. <laughs> I, mean, I don't blame them. And I don't blame them. They yeah. shouldn't have liked us. But that defense can keep them in any game if they're playing at a high level. But you keep going three and out and put them in bad spots, they're not going to be able to help you and keep you in that game. I hear you. Um, all right, we're going to get you out of here on a two-parter, okay? You mentioned uh, you're in uh, Little Rock or Fayetteville? Little Rock. Oh. All right, Little Rock, Arkansas, Ole Miss, the over-under 70 and a half. Bama, Mizzou, the over-under 74 and a half. Okay, the question is, which game has more points scored? And part B is, how many points does Bama score? Bama, Mizzou is going to have more points, okay. uh, especially especially with Diggs going out. They lose one of their corners, and they've been suspect to give up some yards and points already this season. Um, Drew Locke's numbers the last two games have not been good, Mm-mm. but obviously playing against Georgia, playing in that weather in South Carolina is part of it. The other part of it is drops. Now, maybe ball tempo is something he has to change a little bit. He can't rifle balls in from four or five yards away, but – he's been putting the ball where his receivers should be able to make catches. So I think he'll continue to do that in Tuscaloosa. The run game's been going well. Missouri mixes and matches their run schemes as good as anybody. I think they'll be able to use some visual deception. Alabama linebackers have been out of position some. You saw it last week with tight end screens against Arkansas. Listen, Ole Miss can score, but you go to the LSU game, and that'll show you that Ole Miss can also not score. Now, (laughs) Arkansas doesn't bring the kind of defense that that LSU does, but – Getting Drake Greenlaw back was huge for them a couple weeks ago. Mm. They've got Randy Ramsey on the edge, McTelvin Aguim inside. Now you got Drake Greenlaw back. I think John Chavis is finding a little bit of consistency on that side of the ball to work with where they might be able to slow Ole Miss down a little bit. And then offensively, I think Chad Morris maybe two weeks ago kind of stepped to the side and said, you know what, we've got all these tight ends around here. I know I don't really like using them. I don't normally <laughs> use them, but we got to get them involved. we got all these six five, six seven tight ends. Let's just start using them. We'll figure something out. And I think Raheem Boyd gives them a little bit of a one-two punch and some more explosiveness out of the backfield. So Ty Story's their quarterback. They're not juggling guys around. Arkansas is finding a little bit of consistency, and I think they can have success against a terrible Ole Miss defense. Those two won't score as much as Alabama-Missouri, but you'll probably see a lot of offense in both of them. Does Alabama score 60? Mm, if they want to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it feels like you can say that every week. It's crazy. Um, all right, well, we mentioned you'll be 730 Eastern, uh, SEC Network Saturday night. Uh, I wish I could run into you one of these uh, weeks, my man, but uh, thanks again for doing this. I really appreciate you it. You got to get off the high-profile game. Quit hanging out with the game day crew. And going <laughs> to the nah, nah, I'll be bunkered down here, man. I would love to hang out with both you guys soon, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, brother. Talk, Talk to you soon. It's the favorite part of of the podcast, I think, from people's reactions still out there. With a good week last week from myself, and we're, we're getting into travel discussions and things like that. That's the favorite part, I thought. Yeah, well, this is the beginning of that part. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, we will get your uh, travel itinerary as you're heading to Ann Arbor. Nice, easy one flight. Quick, quick easy one. BDL, DTW. All right, well, then, and then we'll get into the decisions after. Oh, no, there's game. no decision. Weston, Weston post game, <laughs> eight thirty flight. 
home home for the home, Jets at one. Oh, easily we'll the to, red hot Jets. We'll be able to we'll be able to stop and pick up some breakfast on the way home for the bringing home ah, for the rest. Perfect, beautiful. All right, uh, I'm going to go first here because you're going to notice a couple trends here in myself. You know how we're both creatures of habit. And, I would and, say, and, and, I, and I think we might have noticed the same trends with a couple of these picks. Yes, and also. There's a couple times during the season you either want to double down maybe on your season win total like the you know like hey you know I looked at this spot before the year when I looked at this yep. team and I you know up and over and I thought this was a good one. Um but this one this I'm going <laughs> to you might have a, I might have a couple of those this week. I'm just pointing that out. Um uh, but this first one uh I mentioned it last week. I I gave up on the Louisville over 7. Uh I I I don't Looking at the numbers at the Petrino fourth year, you know, this is when it all goes, you know, to crap. And hey, you texted me, uh, Friday night and, you know, it's exactly what I thought was going to happen. They wanted no part of the Georgia Tech offense. And this is, we're talking about Louisville here. And this week they go to BC, who's probably as upset as they have been all year. They're four and two. Had a winnable game against an undefeated team without their best player yep. last week. Um, now they come home. They're giving 13 and a half to Louisville. I looked at last year because I thought this was the game where it all turned around. And it was. It is a two and four. Now this is how different these two teams are. Okay. Cause I'm, 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 I'm taking BC here. Last year, a two and four BC team went to Lamar Jackson in Louisville and won 45 42. That was the coming out party for Dylan. That was everything. Uh, and that turned the whole season around for, for BC. You flip the script here. Louisville looks like they want no piece of anything. So they go from not wanting to play against the option to now find, <laughs> like, lining up against the dude another, running another, game. Another physical running attack. And I, I don't, I don't care if Dylan plays. I really don't. I just think this is a team that wants it against a team that doesn't want any more part of it. Give me BC minus 13 and a half. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and like you said, I don't care if Dylan plays or he doesn't play. It, it, it's all about Louisville here. Yeah, this is a team that uh, it was interesting to see last week how contrast Louisville, how they played for Petrino after Petrino gave away the Florida State game, mm. and how Oregon played the previous week against Cal huh. after Cristobal gave the game away yep. uh, against Stanford. Two different teams, two different mentalities. And I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I, I like BC as well. Dylan plays, doesn't play. I went back and looked at some other numbers. Louisville, if you take away Florida State, the last six games, Louisville has been an underdog against a team named outside of Florida State. 0 6 against the number. They've lost by 35, 24, 37, 26, 20, and 11. All right. Can we can we give Lamar Jackson another Heisman Trophy? Wow, that's uh, that's that's unbelievable. Um, are you giving him out too? Then yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Double pick. Dylan rushed for two hundred and seventy-two yards last year. By the way, at Louisville. And I'm hoping that he's going to play. I, I don't. I we got a good sense Friday morning that he yeah he wasn't was not going to play. And then, of course, he didn't make the trip, so hopefully they just kept him back, rest up, do what you need to do to get ready for this week. So we'll see. Yeah, it's just a matter, you know, net, the next game is that Friday against Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, they have the week yeah. off, the 20th, so that's the Red Bandana game. 
that's the game I had circled, thinking they were going to be seven and zero. But I'll take I'll take five and two. Absolutely. Give me two more wins on that on that schedule. You you hit on um, some win you hit on win totals there. Yeah, there are two teams this week that can clinch a season win total. Over, over, and one that can clinch an under. Cincinnati already did. Cincinnati already did. Hawaii already did. Our mm, Georgia Southern? No, they need two. They're they're on their way. All there. right, feel good about that one. Uh, who's present? Oh, Colorado. Colorado, exactly. Colorado's is five. They can pick up win number six this week. That line's fishy. Line stinks. Colorado's the only side I think you can play in that game. Really? I do. I I I think I think. See, I st- I think it stinks the other way. Because I, I I looked last year. Th- last year, now now this is a different USC mm-hmm. team, way more talented. Sam Darnold, you still always had when you when you backed USC. But last year it was a little later in the year. Arizona went when they, when they had Khalil Tate, and it was riding, yep. and they yeah, went yeah, to yeah, USC, yeah. and were only like a three point mm-hmm. dog. And I said, I'm going to take USC in this spot here. Why why is USC giving here? This that that's what I don't understand. I, I, why are they giving seven? I, 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 I guess name recognition, brand recognition. Remember a couple of years ago too, when Colorado it, had that charm season. I, I think it was a a number like this as well. I don't have the numbers in front of me, and it wound up being a really close game. I think it was like 17-10 or something. It was a really close, low-scoring type game in, in 2016. I think Colorado had the one loss at Michigan, uh, was in first place in the South, and Darnold was still getting his... 21-17. 21-17. Montez played in that game. Yep. Uh, Lindsey, actually, the kid tearing it up for the Broncos, was the running back. Um, yeah, that was right around... Yeah, October 8th, that was, a, of yep. 2016. That's a good Col- call Colorado by Hart. And that pretty, was it. Colorado might be pretty good. Well, it was a good game last week. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, it, it it's just, it's one of those games. I was talking to somebody earlier this week that I went on. It's one of those games. Pac-12 doesn't get any credit for. You know, Arizona State. That's not a horrible loss, but like it's just going to be. Ah, yeah. oh, Arizona State went on the road again and lost. You know, but like Colorado's undefeated. And I know the teams that they that they played don't combine for the best record or what have you. But I mean, at at some point that has to end. You know, right. and if you haven't seen Lavisca Chenault, man, that guy, I, and he, he's over fifty-one catches already. Watch College Game Day on Saturday morning. Coming up, Woj, Woj, peace, peace in Boulder. Sweet. He's from Texas, isn't yep. he? Mm-hmm. DeSoto, Texas. Never heard of it. Get at me, DeSoto. Uh, all right, I sweet. Believe, believe it's the Houston area. I'm not. See, wonder, it's, I'm it's, not one. This feels like certain. one of those jinxes, though. Game Day jinx. <laughs> finally, get, finally give the guys. School I, gets all mad. I think that's I think a little that, late on I think, this. I think we keep that to Rinaldi, though. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, all right. So, whoa, a little sidetracked on a little I know. Pac-12 well, after dark, which we will touch on later on, I think, in the money line picks, because I, think, I think you got one circled. I do. Um, do we agree on another pick? We do. I'm going to give you my best Dick Vitale voice. Oh, I want to coach K. I love Duke. <laughs> It's like a, a 2001 East bracket, and in the East, I love Duke. <laughs> but I do like Duke. How and don't you? It's a per- the perfect spot. Georgia Tech, as we talked about, just whatever they wanted against Louisville. Duke has had a week off to get ready. They did a good job against Army, shutting a running yes, game down like that. Exactly. That's uh, they're 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 drilled for this. They'll be fine. They're a short underdog, and we all know. How great Coach Cutcliffe is with yep. his team as a dog. Last 16 games as an underdog, a four points or fewer. 
14 and 2 against the number, won 12 of them outright. Wow. Fits the mold to a T. Georgia yep. Tech coming off of a huge win. Yep. Duke needs a win after the poor performance against Virginia Tech. Mm hmm. Away we go. I, I, I agree. Uh, you mentioned the Army thing. I love that they've already played against an option, and the Army team. Might be a lot better than we we we, we thought. Um, you know, they went to Baylor, got a win without Jones, uh, but he's back. So went up, I th- went up to Buffalo, won easily. Yeah, uh, got a ru- little rusty. Uh, I thought he looked against against Virginia Tech, but that was a game that Virginia Tech really really needed. I thought off of that was off the loss yep. to uh, Old Dominion. Um, so yeah, I just the situation here, and as good as the Yellow Jackets were to me last week in pummeling Louisville. Uh, I was just looking at some of the numbers of the defense. They're still giving up over 28 points a game and over 470 yards of offense. So love Cutcliffe in this spot. Have, we'll have the team ready. Um, so wow, we start out this, this podcast two for two with us on the same two games. Yikes. Um, it worked out well. Was it two weeks? Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we, we a couple weeks yeah. ago where we had, where it was, and it was like, Oh, late and laugh type of game. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm gonna. Oh no! It was last week with Utah. Yeah. It was last week with yep. Utah. I didn't officially give them out, but it was. Yeah, you, it was you, understood. You that's that's going to be a rough season. They're headed, headed, they're headed towards seven and five. I hope. Um, just beat Cal. Hopefully. Uh, I'm going to go. Speaking of game day, I'm going to go to a game you going, that you going to Ann Arbor. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to Eugene because there's mm. ramifications there here. Is, there are ramifications. There are major, <laughs> major ramifications <laughs> as Washington travels to Eugene as a three-point favorite, and I hate to be this guy. Oh, you're going to do it, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Um, well, maybe uh, that's good. Yeah, exactly. So saw my man, Big Den Dog, Clutch, uh, earlier this week. He's like, yeah, just maybe, you know, game day could go to Pullman in two weeks. Well, the situation has arrived. And the best thing about it, Wazoo's in Wazoo the, they, has they, nothing they to do. They, they can't coog it. They can't coog it. They cannot coog it. What can coog it? What can prevent game day from going to Pullman next week is what I'm about to predict. Washington goes to Oregon and wins. Because Oregon is playing at Wazoo the following week. We all know the story. Never been the Pullman. Obviously the flag. All that comes along with it. What could ruin And it's just gone by the wayside things that have happened. Uh, we have to be in the triple digits of, of things that have gotten away from a trip to college game day going like to it. Pullman. So I'm going to do like the reverse beg because I want it to happen. I played in Pullman. I, I've been there. I love you people. You're nuts. Um, and you'll be unbelievable for that show. I, I and like, the, and the best part about it would be what? I think Herb Street, Maria, and I they have to fly. Would be would be the first ever people to do the Pullman to West Lafayette itinerary in the same day. Wow! Ohio State Purdue is the primetime game. Oh, it is. Yeah, isn't NC State Clemson NC that State day too? Clemson's in the afternoon. Oh, it is. Three thirty. I was afternoon. hoping you had to go there. Well, it. it so Either West way. Lafayette, well that, I mean, you're, I don't know if you could make it to Pullman. We need a fast plane. People are going to be pulling at you, man. We need a fast plane. Yeah, you do. One of them planes. <laughs> um, so I'm going to pick Washington here, um, strictly on a reverse peg, but 
it is one of those things where I pick Washington in this game until I see Oregon, Oregon do it. it. Um, I watched how fortunate Stanford was in Eugene to win that game. Herbert is the real deal. Uh, but Brown, I love Washington's receivers and it feels like they're starting to catch, you know, against Auburn. They, they had a bunch of, you know, big third down catches. Um, they showed flashes, but with Gaskin now and, and that offense, I, they, it's not like Washington's running, going into a place they've never played before. You know, Autzen is, you know, they've, they've, they won there. I think that was Herbert's first start I believe, two years I ago, it was. and they went in and just demolished yeah, yeah, foot, them. Foot, foot, um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, give me Washington here. Peterson will have the boys ready. Um, I also like the over in this game. It's only at fifty-seven and a half. I think I think the winner easily scores thirty-five plus. I'll, I'll, I'll take Washington you to think win. So? Yeah, I, I, I think I think Oregon has the goods to to spread Washington out and. And get them vertically as long as 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 Herbert can also do some damage with his legs. The question is how much is Herbert going to have to do himself by that on the right. run? And I don't think Oregon's going to have many design runs. It's I just going to him. Yes. Hey, let's move the chains here. You know, is let's. You know, and I think that's going to be a big part of the game plan. But what I mean is, it's not going to be a design part. He's going to do that off of what he sees from what Washington is giving him, which is keeping everybody in front. Let's play a little man, mix it up. But give him that you know that third and six. What's he going to do? Is he going to try and force one, or is he going to try and scramble and get the first down? So I think I think it's going to be a very very. It's probably my most exciting game of the week. I think it's the best game of the weekend. Um, so I'm. I think I'm George fired. LSU is probably the best game. No, in terms of you know I, I, you ability. Should, I'm, I, I, right, I, I what I just said. Back. Third downs. I should. Right. Yeah. All right. Big game for. Uh, People, you talk about season win totals. Yeah, the game for some of those who may have uh, taken Oregon under nine season wins at the South Point. Ooh, numbers under nine. Yeah, uh, I think maybe next some, week would be maybe, big too. maybe some people were assuming that they would lose to Cal, which they did. Yeah, they did lose I to did. Stanford. Yep. Um, then they have this week, and then they still go to Utah, and they still go to Pullman. So, all right, under nine. nine, nine, nine was the number. Well, there were there were some eight and a halfs out there, but if you really? wanted, if you wanted nine, yeah, you need yeah, to pay a couple. you need to go visit my, my my our friend Chris Andrews. Who, by the way, yeah. if you're listening, we hope you're doing better. A bit of a not up to not up to par right now health wise, but he's uh he's on the way up. So uh, get better, our friend. Stay strong, Chris. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna give out Washington here. Uh, over to you, sir. We we got sidetracked on that Colorado thing. I didn't even get to say the other two teams who win totals. Oh. This week, Illinois. Illinois oh, is three and a half. Lovey can win game four this week. They're double digit home dog against Purdue. I looked at that and I looked at Purdue's schedule. You mentioned the West Lafayette. <laughs> uh, Red Sox fans walking around trolling uh, the Bear because of his loss to the Red Sox. Your uh, Yankee, well, Yankees. Mar- my Yankees. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm so broken up. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, I looked at Illinois and I looked at Purdue's schedule and I'm like, Purdue needs this game because they have yes, they do some rough ones coming that, up. The Missouri game is going to come back and bite yep. them in terms of getting absolutely. So, uh, you mentioned Illinois, and then the other one which can uh, seal a win total is Nebraska with a loss. Yes, Nebraska loses at Evanston. Their win total was six and a half, and mm-hmm. the best they could potentially do would be uh, would be six. All right. 
So and that is my ultimate. Like, like we gave, we told you last week, stay away from Syracuse. The, the only side in the game you could even think of playing was Pitt. Yeah, stay away. Uh huh. Northwestern Nebraska is that game this week. Ooh. It is the biggest difference in FPI spread and uh, projected margin of victory. Mm-hmm. It is the biggest public play. You've got Northwestern coming off of a win. In East Lansing. East Lansing. Guarded it out. As a double-digit underdog. Now you're home and you're laying three and a half against a winless team. If you play play Northwestern, you get anything and everything that that comes your way. (laughs) You you deserve it. All right. I'll root for you, but... I'm not Stay far, for you. far, far away. Love my Huskers. I went to Madison to see him last week. Um, are you giving out Nebraska? No. Oh. No. I'll, I'll wait for someone to do that Thursday night. <laughs> um, I'm going to give out the over because I have to in that game because I'm riding that into the ground. Uh, shout out to Nebraska. Anyway, back Would to Would be actual, great to see a win. Back to actual like normal picks here <laughs> if, if you want to. If you want to consider Akron plus eleven and a half as a normal pick, yep. Um, we all know our affinity for Buffalo this year. We like them to win a, a bunch of games. This feels like a yeah, too this, many points. This one's uh, a lot. To, to Akron, be, right? Yeah, to, to be laying. Akron's got speaking a, of Northwestern. Sorry, good, people. Pretty good defense. You meant they've beaten Northwestern already. Yeah. Um, Terry Bowden's teams typically have played very, very well. Uh, as a dog, eight and two against the number last ten games as a dog, uh, six and one with three outright wins last seven games as a dog against Matt teams. Uh, Buffalo will win, but eleven and a half seems like it's too many. I had I had that one circled. Um, that's that's a good call by you. You're you're our Mac insider, by the way. Um, my next one might not be done with matching yet. Oh, tease. I will. Uh, I think this might be it for me. But I'm going to go to one. I asked you if you were going to give this one out because this has all the makings of a bear pick. And I'm kind of surprised you're not giving them out. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to take Iowa State here. I look at the situation. I look at it's a night game. Like you're getting all you can handle with Iowa State here. And that's West Virginia coming in, giving six and a half. I love Campbell. I, he's as good as advertised. I went back. I watched that crazy game, the win against um, Oklahoma State last week. Played the played the youngster at quarterback. Kemp still, I think he's a, two weeks away. I, still, why 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 wouldn't you just play Purdy? Yeah, I mean the kid the kid was pretty impressive. So that dynamic is what you don't want to see for a home underdog. And what I mean is West Virginia's defense trying to get stops on the road in a huge spot where the place is going to be nuts and you have to face a quarterback that can move around like that and make plays. They got off to a good start in Lubbock. They're going to need another good start Yeah, to give their defense a bit of a head start. I just – is it going to be this easy for West Virginia? No. You know, so – No. I I want West Virginia to win because the story is awesome, and I, I've been on Will Greer it for, for years, uh, so – I just feel like this is a brutal spot because all anyone's talked about is how easy October is for West Virginia. Undefeated, going to the Final Four games, Texas, TCU. Look at you. You guys rehearsed, rehearsed oh, yeah. this well, we on game day? started last week. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take Iowa State. I'm not sure if I'm picking the upset yet. you have to check the column for that on ESPN.com. But I am thinking 
I might pick the upset, but I'm definitely taking the six and a half with Iowa State. Nine and two against the number, five outright wins, last eleven games as a dog. Say that again. Nine and two against the number, five outright wins, last eleven games as a dog. Doesn't matter what the number is though, as a dog. Doesn't Just matter as a dog. As a dog. Rough, rough. Five outright wins. Let's go, clones. Think that game's going to be on winners? <laughs> By the way, we didn't talk about this a couple weeks ago. How great was the troll job by the uh, West Virginia oh, yeah. band in Lubbock a few weeks back? Unbelievable. It was terrific. Unbelievable. Uh, see, we'll see what they have in store if they happen to win this week. And, oh, you, you, know, you know he's going. You can bank Nebraska, uh-huh. Iowa State uh-huh. winners right now. LSU. Automatic. Automatic LSU? Yes. Okay. Uh, there was one other I had. Vandy. I got Virgi- Vandy. Virginia. Virginia, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a matter if he's going to give out 9 or 10 this week. Uh, all right, you, by the, sir. By the way, Virginia scares the heck out of me this week. They should. I was going to get a little Miami talk in the, the end. This, last year, after Miami beat Notre Dame and Virginia Tech in consecutive weeks, the game after that was home against Virginia. I gave out Virginia. They were a 20-point dog, 20-point yeah. favorite. 20, yeah. They trailed by 14 midway through the, the third quarter. And they almost covered. Came back and, and and won but didn't cover. It's a terrible. Charlottesville want ter- you. They're terrible the week after Florida State lately. I think they're 1-4 in the last five years. It's, you talk about, you're talking about a mo- I do not envy the job that Mark Rick and Manny Diaz and that right. staff has uh, and getting those kids ready to play. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. Oh. I, 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 was that your phone? Was that a. I, I thought I thought someone might. I thought been, that was coming a little bit I later. I was going to say I thought someone was chiming in from Athens. Got <laughs> excited for a second. We'll have it ready. Hey, gents! Every man looks better and feels more confident when he puts on a suit. Indochino is expanding into casual clothing with made-to-measure chinos, and what's better than that? We make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. Here's how it works: visit a stylist at our showroom and have them take your measurements personally. Or you can measure at home yourself and shop online at Indochino.com. Choose your fabric inside and out. Choose your design customizations. Submit your measurements with your choices. And relax. Sit back while your suit gets professionally tailored and mailed to you in a couple of weeks. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $359 at Indochino.com when entering behind the bets at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, the shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code behind the bets for any premium suit for just $3.59 and free shipping. It's an incredible deal for a premium made-to-order suit. Indochino are also expanding into casual clothing. Your made-to-measure chinos will quickly become your go-to pant, pairing as easily with a suit jacket as they do with a sweater. And they'll be good any time of the year, any occasion, from boardroom meetings to Sunday brunches. Indochinos at an introductory price of $79. Uh, so you're going Maction? I got one more Maction for you. Last year, Central Michigan, uh, with, the, with the great offense that they had, beat Ball mm-hmm. State 56-9 when everything was going wrong for Ball State. Uh, the previous three years, this game had been decided by a combined eight points. Uh, Central Michigan's offense is... Arguably, it was statistically the worst or one of the worst in the country. Uh, we've seen Ball State play pretty well this year mm-hmm. against the big name teams. Went to South Bend, played well. Um, 
think Indiana, they competed a little bit in that game. But uh, after what happened last year, getting getting a 50-burger dropped on you, I think Ball State plus a small number would be the, uh, the way to go against the chips. It's fishy. Smells. Yeah. Right? Smells fishy. And, and, and this is tough for me to do because I don't like the old double down on the season win total because they've got Central Michigan under the four-and-a-half wins. So this could kind of hurt twice if if Central Michigan does win the game, but we'll uh, we'll take a shot with with uh, with Coach New and uh, in Ball State again, and then in a uh, big time uh, steamer condo pick that you can bet your condo on. He has texted. It, well, I thought it was your phone. It was my phone last week. He said it was a three bedroom, not a super condo. Right. Loser. Right. He gave out that line he that that reeked. Uh, he and Van Pelt were on opposite sides. They've been going back and forth with that. But Coach Donnan has chimed in. A super – can I hear that again? And then in a big-time steamer condo pick that you can bet your condo on. UCF. He says he has. they have Memphis's number. He says they have a huge advantage of the quarterback position. Coach Don going with the Knights in the Super Condo Steamer pick. I, I believe he said three bedroom condo as well, like big time condo, Super Condo. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not messing around with the duplexes it, it, anymore. It, 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 this is like that's what makes this, this like, official. This like, um, not even like the Gulf Coast is like in the Caribbean type condo. I think we're, <laughs> I think he he was excited about this. Yes, he was. He was. He was. We uh, had him on the phone earlier, and then uh, he finally assented in officially. Um, so that's that's an official. Last week was was the two bedroom, so it wasn't official. So he's still we'll give him, we'll give him a pass. Yeah, he's well, still undefeated yeah. on the super condo. Uh, I believe two and zero on that one. Um, all right, so let's do uh, let's do the big Mike uh, happy recap here. I'm gonna go Duke plus three. You're also going Duke plus yep. three. I'm going BC minus 13 and a half. You're also going BC minus 13 and a half. I'm going Washington minus three. A little lean to the over on that game. I'm going Iowa State plus six and a half. And of course, I got to give out the Nebraska over, which is at 59 right now between uh, Northwestern and them. And then your other final picks are we're going to the MAC and taking Ball State plus three. Three and then we're taking Akron plus eleven and a half. Is it? And I got two more that I didn't even get to. Whoa! Yeah, you know this is this whoa. Is a, yeah, we're we're way to bury the lead. Yeah, we're 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 we're, we're breaking things. We're all right. Our, we're ready to go. I have two more for you. I'm going to take East Carolina, who is a sixteen point Ooh. dog. Uh, Houston got blown out last week against Temple, but before that, beat North Carolina in a lot of games. Used to, I, I don't. Trust Houston to lay that many. They have guys, they have talent, mm. but they're so up and down. And they sure are. We're in that game last week with Tol- it was a game for a while. Yes, it was. And they ultimately did wind up pulling away. But I, I don't know ECU after how poorly they played last week. I think it's an inflated number. Okay, uh, give me, uh, give me the Pirates as a sixteen-point dog. And the other game was one that last week I had Air Force mm. uh, as a home dog against Navy. Give me Navy as a home dog this week. Temple, wow. the Temple, the okay. team that blew out East Carolina last yeah. week. Now they got to go to Annapolis. Navy's a, a rare home dog. Last six times they've been a home dog. They've won five times outright. Uh, the one time they didn't cover, they didn't cover by a half a point against UCF last year. Okay, 
with how poorly they played last week against Air Force, uh, there's too much pride, I think, within that Navy program coming off of such a poor performance. Mm-hmm. Now you come back for a conference game uh, against a team that won big last week. Very easy to get back up. So give me the midshipman at home getting the uh, the seven against Temple. Okay. All right. So you heard the recap there, and then Bear added those two picks from the American with uh, Navy and East Carolina. Uh, a little Pac-12 after dark I wanted to touch on here. Yeah. Um, I was looking at it as my money line pick. Uh, we've talked about UC Colorado, but this one is the old chipper in UCLA going to Berkeley, which I can't figure out, uh, um, Cal, what they're doing offensively. This because... is seven. This is seven Eastern four four. Oh, really? Yeah. So it will be dark by the second half, potentially. Maybe in Berkeley, yeah. It'll be it'll be hazy. I know that. Uh, um, I I like Ross Bowers was good last year. It just feel I talked to some people out there like what's going like they've had some monumental turnovers that have yep they've cost them. Look, look at the two Oregon losses. Yeah, the Oregon, exactly. They're going in. It's going to be twenty one sixes. I think last week at Arizona, and I guess the idea is that the kids are going with are the younger kids that he recruited. He didn't mm-hmm. recruit Bowers. Right. So he's sticking yeah, the, the, with his Chase, guy. The Chase Garber's kid, right? Yeah. So, but I'm like, why? I don't know. I thought it was about winning games. Um, but I think UCLA definitely has a chance to win this game. I do too. I would give them out as a, I actually, here, I will say this. Because the USC line is so fishy, I would, I would think UCLA has a better chance to win. I would, I have more confidence in UCLA winning at Cal than I do Colorado at USC. And that's like they don't have any wins. In case you were checking, <laughs> uh, they played so, pretty well last week against. That was the best game they played, I think, this year. Yeah, uh, against Washington. And you know, Washington maybe in a look ahead spot there, but hey, take nothing away, man. You're trying to get anything to get a win uh, nowadays, especially if your name is UCLA or Nebraska or who else? UConn. UTEP, UTEP. Um, how so. awful! How awful is UConn, by the way? I mean, they are not good. And uh, the man who was the head coach of UConn a couple of years ago, Bob Diaco, <laughs> a lot of his guys on that defense, which is the worst defense uh, in the country right now, he's uh, now elevated to a position on the Oklahoma coaching defensive coaching staff. As Mike Stoops was let go this week, Oklahoma fans, good luck. Just, just going to say that. Just. In- <laughs> Appreciate you have the best play caller uh, there is out there on offense. Um, anything else? What, I feel like we always get to this point and we are, we're missing what, stuff. What, you know, I, I'm going to give Lee Fitting a pop here because whoa, he, he's a pod listener, and he I'm, you think he listens all the time? Yes, he does. Former well, college game day producer, former college game now big time suit now suit who runs everything. You know, picks what times all. You know. and we don't see him on the college road uh, trail anymore because now he's too busy flying to the Monday Night Football games. Oh. Which is that's when he listens to us when he's on the way to the NFL game. Oh, okay. But he he had a couple of suggestions. Yeah. on some on some content, and he's very good at content. He is. He wanted. He said, "You guys should give out a nooner, like the, 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 the early an early game that can get your day off to a, a good start, and then the." Uh, 
the, the, the midnight, late night get back game. So maybe at yeah. 10 o'clock Eastern or later, uh, you, 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 you want to avoid seeing the man on Monday. Get a little back. Well, we sort of did that today. BC and Duke are early games. We also told you to stay away from Northwestern because that line reeks. And as far as the 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 late the Pac-12 after dark, I believe that's the USC it's, game. So there's I mean, not have, a, there's have not at a it. there's not a whole lot late this week. No, you got, which Hawaii, is good. You got Hawaii BYU ten fifteen Eastern. Have fun. I was going to say good good luck with that. Yeah, BYU. How long ago does that upset over Wisconsin feel? Uh, Boise, Fre- Nevada. Boise Fre- off a loss. And Fresno laying eighteen against Wyoming, who can't score against there. Yeah, and Fresno's got good D. I don't know. It, it feels like you always got to give if the winners are given points late at night because that seems easy, and yeah. you know maybe you've had a couple. I'd, pro- I'd probably go. I'd probably go Fresno there. All right. If, if Fresno, if Wyoming couldn't score. More than thirteen points out against Hawaii. Yeah, I think they're gonna have an even harder time scoring against Fresno. And and and, I'll uh, give and, you and, and Fresno has been great under Tedford. They've been blowing people out. Yeah, at home legit. Uh, who they lose to? Minnesota on an interception oh, on an interception, a great loss. interception by Winfield in the end zone. Sure. Who's loser now on my column? Sorry, gave up. Uh, I'll give you it. Fresno State and Boise State teaser. To close the night. A little backdoor insurance. I like it. Tease them up. Um, all right. I think they'll do that. Thanks again to Cole Kubelek, who uh, is as good as anyone I, I know talking about the SEC. Yeah. And uh, Georgia LSU should be phenomenal. I also uh, appreciate what he said about the Florida Vandy, knowing that he's called Florida a couple times this year. Um, that'll do it. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, Madison. No, not Madison. It's in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Yes. We're there. We With stay, ramifications, we all there. eyes being yeah. watched. So you'll know by the time that game kicks if you're going to Pullman. Maybe. It's 3.30 game. It's never official until the uh, until the email comes until in. Fowler uh, jumps in on the Affleck trivia question. Well, see, last, I wish I would have, I wish I would have realized we were doing Wisconsin this week. Yeah. Because then I, well, Michigan's not in the top six, but they, they wanted a tougher one and I gave them a tougher one last week. All right. Don't be mad. Oh, no, no, I'm not. No, no. Hell, I, well, why would I ever feel bad for them? All right. They have nothing to feel bad about. Very good. Um all right, take us away. You you need to take us away because you're the you're you're the big winner. Mikey's the big winner. What's that? You're you're the big winner. I'm not you, the big winner. You, you are just uh We're just uh, trying to do our thing, man. He, he is doing his thing. And the I, I, I tell the, 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 the less you bet on the game that Steve gives you out, <laughs> the more you lose when Steve's games win. <laughs> Pay that man his money. See you next week.